right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Sally here. To my left, uh, no stranger to this house, the kill house, Mr. DJ Pihowski. Hello. How are you? And oh my God, that's Icarito's music. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> We're going to talk some pro golf, so we had to bring in the pro golf listen. expert to the show. How much golf you watch today? Oh, man. Well, I listened to it on the radio. PGA Tour Live. Shout out to uh, with Carnival the- and uh, you know the Paulson brothers. Yeah. Even it was though they're not brothers, apparently. Exciting down-to-the-wire playoff. Uh, it was you know on the radio. It's like eighteen footer. That putt is off. It's on the line. And oh my god! It's a four footer for par. <laughs> next hole, you know. And then they cut it. And then they cut and they go to the next guy. You're playing the role of Big Randy today, talking about the golf that you didn't get to watch today. I'm just oh, curious. I, you said you said that's Icarito's music. I'm curious what Icarito's music would be. Um, well, if it was strapped, it's whatever <laughs> whatever soundtrack <laughs> they found in the first yeah. one. But maybe hopefully learn, we, nobody will hear that music. Maybe in a while, learning for to a while. fly by. Uh, by Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. Fair. I can see that. Yeah. Coming down. It's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some metaphorical stuff going on with that song. I'm not quite sure. Uh, before we get to the RSM and that wrap up, Fall Series, we, we haven't done like an updated, uh, like kind of talked about a week in golf for a while. So really, it's going to be like the last month or two in golf. I know we had a, did a podcast after Tiger Woods won the Zozo. Uh, a lot has happened. We're going to try to distill this down to what we think are the most pressing issues. We're going to talk some President's Cup, uh, some LPGA, the race to the CME Globe, and uh, Dubai. Uh, it, the race to Dubai wrapped up today as well. Um, and then we had this crazy Brendan Todd run. Before we get to that, Neil, I want you to tell us about what what is the nest this thing has been kind of you know this is like bringing in the ceo to talk about yeah. like, t- tell us about some of the cool <laughs> things you guys have been working on behind the scenes guys thanks for bringing me in the booth um first of all let me just say wow listen wow uh um, what a week what a, and and the job you guys do week in week out with your team you know from the from the guys in the truck for all sure. the way to the yeah catering everybody we love coming here um no but for real we um actually launched beta launch so we're in very beta hashtag testing mode uh, something called the nest, which is a, I mean, what we're calling is a community of avid golfers. Um, but you know, I guess more traditionally a membership within NLU. Um, and so I think if you distilled it down to three things, it would be supporting us, right? So we can, let's just get it clear right off the front. This podcast, not going behind any paywall, trap draw podcast, not going behind a paywall, all the video stuff, not going behind a paywall. If you like your content, you you can keep your content. content. Like it's all, everything's going to stay the same. Everything's the (laughs) same. Don't like that. like that phrase. This could all change in three years, four years. (laughs) There there is certainly some fine print that we may put it. But as for right now, that's our, that's our plan. Yeah. Uh, no, it's really a way to go deeper within no laying up. So we've all been working on this for what, six months, a long time. We're redesigning the website as well. So there's a lot to come in the next, two months but really if uh if you want to meet other avid golfers we already have a message board called the refuge it's refuge.nolayingup.com and that is turned into an awesome community um and this is kind of putting a little bit of structure around that but also adding more value so uh discounts in the pro shop early access to sign up for the events we'll be doing next year uh we're gonna have a member directory we're gonna have an annual member gift um so if you want to learn more about that the Sign up form and all the details are beta.nolayingup.com forward slash join. Again, that's beta.nolayingup.com forward slash join. 
Uh, and there's a monthly option, which is $9 a month, an annual one that's $90 a month. And you can... $90 a year. Sorry, $90 <laughs> a year. Uh, the monthly could go to $90 a month if it's <laughs> successful. It's uh, the insurance companies are that are jacking up the price. Listen, are we, get in now yeah. before it does go to <laughs> Are we making things up as we go? For sure. <laughs> uh, I listened back to... So we also recorded the first uh, podcast that went under The Nest, an exclusive members-only podcast that's going to go up once a month. And we recorded about a month before we lost it or la- launched it. And there's a bunch of things we promised in there that didn't end up in the actual membership. Well, but they could, though, they could. right? And I think that it will – I think the things that are in there will grow. But what we put in there for now is I think the stuff that's the most valuable. And, um, you know, you could evaluate it and yeah. light us on fire for it and yeah. tell us we sold out. Or you could sign up and well, meet overall, other people that I, are I would really say cool. it's almost kind of the opposite of that. Like that's that I know is how it feels at first blush is uh, a money grab. But when you really get down to it – the way I look at something like this, and I think where it kind of stemmed from was we have tremendous partners. We have the best partners, only the best partners with NLU. Very uh, lucky. Very, very but we're very lucky. lucky to have them. And like the more we get into doing sponsored stuff and the more we look into doing more sponsored stuff, uh, you know, there's not a lot of perfect partners out there. And so what we'd rather do is raise money this way that allows us to, you know, keep things in the community and for the community. And when we, you know, we've only got so many days throughout the year. So it's like if we add more sponsor obligations, that's less time we're off doing Strapped or Tour Sauce or Wild World of Golf or podcasts or a million other things. And so it sounds kind of weird to talk about, but many, many, many people have reached out uh, over the last, I know, you know, at least since I started two and a half years ago, but I know even before that, over the last five years, just like, hey, how can I support you guys? Like, what can I do to help? What's what's a good way to do it? And uh so I think that was a reason why we wanted to, to start this as well. So if you don't want to join, that is completely fine. And your relationship with NLU will not change uh, one iota. But if you do want to join and you want to meet more people, I think that was a highlight for all of us in 2019 was getting out and actually like meeting people from the community and doing events and just getting to play golf with people and meeting people in different towns and, and stuff like that. And so that's trying to add a little bit more structure and facilitate a little bit more of that is, is a big component of this. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's I think the way you phrase that kind of DJ and that I, we don't want this to be viewed strictly as transactional. What are you getting for your money? It's kind of more of a hey, if you want to like help chip in and support us, that's great. We're we're going to be we're not going under. Like we're going to be fine if you don't. Like don't feel obligated in any way. A lot of people listen to this don't have the means to spend, you know, random $90 on something that is not very not as tangible. It's not going to be something that shows up at your doorstop. That's totally fine. No pressure at all, but it's the options there if you like it. And uh, I think the people that are in it are really, really enthusiastic about it. And uh, I think it has a, a lot of, a lot of potential. Yeah. So, so far it's been good. The, uh, you know, a lot of folks from the message board and trap draw audience out there. Exactly. Shout out to, to those folks. Um, and the if you do want something already. for your $90 to show up at your door, there will be a member gift. There is a member gift. There is some tangible value. There is. There (laughs) definitely is. And here, I'm going to throw something. I didn't even run this by you guys. I'm going to throw a little something in there. If a thousand thousand more people sign up this week, I'm adding twenty dollars to this next strap budget oh my oh, god come on stop wow. really? i know i know i can't wait to text I know. randy and let i know. Him know please don't even get in that excited <laughs> we, we go buck wild let's wait till it actually happens but if that happens i, I promise we'll the, add that to the budget one so, last nest thing i feel like we have to talk about is the nit no, i was gonna say w- more time for us not to do you know sponsored content instead we'd be planning the nest invitational tournament yeah the nit uh which i think as randy said would be basically part club championship part pure spectacle 
Um, and so all the qualifications are, are still being drawn up uh, for this and as far as how you qualify, but you will have to be a member in order to qualify. It's more than likely going to be here at in Jack's Beach at uh, the revamped Jack's Beach Golf Club. And uh, it's going to be you know a club championship. There's going to be exemptions given out throughout yeah. the year. There's going to be different ways to qualify. There's going to be different events to qualify at. Uh, we might just get scummy and pass out some sponsors' exemptions to... Uh, Brandon Matthews needs one based on what <laughs> yeah, happened down sure. in Argentina. Tron's going to pan them all down to his kid, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> make sure Freddie has eight exemptions into the next eight NITs. Uh, but no, it's. It, I, I think once you pull the pull the thread on the nest, uh, it's just more and more weird hood rat stuff that uh, we can get into, and it has Which made us smile part. a yeah. lot. Yeah. So, yes. so, so it's, uh, again, beta.nolayingup.com forward slash join and you can go to the refuge and there's links to the the nest not only well. links but yeah. chatter but yeah. i don't you know the the mess the, the refuge can be <laughs> overwhelming at times too so. can. The refu- the re- that so- link is a lot clearer about what yeah. you're gonna get someone posted it the other day the refuge is a free-flowing conversation <laughs> that occasionally touches on adult subjects yeah so just you know be, be careful going in there well that's enough self-ad there for uh for the beginning of this podcast so I, we don't like leading with that but it's important a lot of people have been asking about it something we've really been working on for quite some time shout out to uh, the merch star himself who's been kind of pioneering this thing so. and shout out to mitch fonts yeah. matt mcclure out there that's right our cto resident yeah. cto yeah. And, and but it's team effort and it's honestly we can lead with it because it is the off season that's true right if well this yeah. is a pretty good time that's to true the it, only right? the hardcore fans tune in this time of year but so are you guys on, kicking me out of the booth now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we going to commercial no we'd love for you to stay and watch yeah. some golf with us yeah. <laughs> You're like Jack Nicholas, never exactly. leaving the booth I'll here. go get some ice cream, all right? Um, all right, let's go right straight to RSM rap. I I don't know about you guys personally, but to me, this was more... Uh, Tyler Duncan winning was not nearly as big or exciting of a story as it was Brennan Todd going for three in a row. Well, uh, that's, I mean, just your opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's You should have heard Tron in the car. His, oh, his FedEx Cup. Yeah. FedEx winner. <laughs> he this was is getting, going nuts. This, the FedEx is getting rapidly... Uh, dividing by yeah, well the the haves versus the have nots. There might be a rebellion coming with this bottom three. <laughs> Today in the FredX Cup, more wealth is owned by Solly and Tron. Uh, he's he's like he's within shouting distance now. It's not like I feel like the proletariat that got taken know, advantage of. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not the nervous. entire middle class of the uh FredX Cup is being totally decimated by you guys. <laughs> Well, for all the all the shit talking you guys started the season with, it uh, you know I don't feel bad. I don't feel any remotely bad. Yeah, I, I got out of the shower right after Fredex Cup. And, Man, you really reached for Mark Hubbard. Like that was <laughs> that was really early on. <laughs> I think you just I think you find bulletin board material where you want. I mean, like you fine. literally that's handed all, it to all, me. All great athletes, you handed that, it to I me. I believe I did. <laughs> I think you got I think some, that was my role. I think you've got some Michael Jordan uh, in you, as far as grudges, not, as, not necessarily as much as I as much as I or, or, or anything like that. As Just, much as I hate to admit it, the uh, what was the World War II analogy that I let? Like, you were ne- yeah, you were Neville Chamberlain. No, no, no. But it was when uh, like Germany took over Austria, and they just like. Or somebody just like let the Germans like roll through in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Poland. Ne- no, no. Neville Chamberlain. Neville oh. Chamberlain gave up the Sudetenland. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what, that was yeah. the term I was looking for. Yeah. All right. So yes, it was Chamberlain. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the last word. <laughs> so it was Chamberlain. I'll take the last word. I feel like Chamberlain. Uh, I'm but. editing. I'm sure it'll go up this week, but editing the or I guess next week, but editing the uh, Ennis Crone. Ennis Crone episode <sighs> of Doris Sauce. They're like, oh, number eighteen is is uh, called McDuff. I was like, oh, shout out to Shakespeare. Neil's like, no, that was actually Macbeth. <laughs> I was I like, mean, well, thanks. On, <laughs> Macduff was also a character in Macbeth. 
right, I'll give you the last one. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Back then, to the yeah. RSM. Anyways, Tyler Duncan, what I was saying, yeah. true love is blind, right, Neil? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> one of the questions we got, we got from Garrett Morrison, how does uh, Webb Simpson not have at least four wins over the last that two years? That was shocking. I, had to, I, I saw that question and had to go fact check that he has not actually won anything since the players. Runner-up at the RSM that That's just happened nuts. this week. Runner-up at the Wyndham. Runner-up at the WGC FedEx St. Jude Classic. He was third at last year's RSM. Tied for fourth at last year's Tour Championship. Tied for sixth last year's BMW. Uh, guy's a winner. Yeah, not literally, but like guy has been playing world-class golf. Just kind of like not literally. Yeah, yeah. not literally. But like He's a top 10 machine. World-class golf. And for sure. I, it looked like he was going gonna to win today. But man, Brendan Todd, that was... Kind of, I kind of felt like we did the. I interviewed him on on Tuesday this past week. I kind of felt like, okay, like you did it, you did it, like two back to back weeks. Like, you know, like I know you're really hot. Like this, it's kind of like this is the end of the road, right? And held a two shot lead coming in today. He was not the same player today. I think he was just probably beat. I think it was he looked, like, yeah, he looked just wiped out. Yeah, and I mean the way he was putting and the way he was like he was still hitting it good on that front nine. He but, missed one fairway the first three rounds. I know I he saw was forty one of forty two. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> And he Absolutely missed the first insane. two today, which is like, okay, so this isn't here today. Well, it reminded me, seeing that on uh, Saturday night that he was leading, of when we were talking to Billy Andred, mm-hmm. and he won back-to-back in, what, 1990? And he said he was, like, rolled into the third tournament and was still vibing. And then, like, halfway through, it's just, like, out again. Like, the U.S. Open, right? Yeah. And then he, he, like, had, like, an 11. <laughs> it was like, okay, party's <laughs> over. He was confident, though, in that interview. I don't know what you, what you yeah. felt in that interview. It, was like, it just felt like I was talking to a guy who had it all figured out. And totally. Like it wasn't, and he, like, clearly did. Clearly. To, to win, you know, to play eight rounds in a row like that. I guess, really, 11 rounds in a row like that. Because people have won three straight. Events. Like, DJ won three straight. Shout yeah, out to Justin Ray. I was all, I was blowing him up Rory this weekend. Like, that. give me these stats. Yeah. And Rory did it in 14. DJ did it in 17. But Tiger was the last guy to win three consecutive weeks. There's a difference. I was going to say, there's a diff- big difference between... Not that I would know, yeah. but a big difference between winning. <laughs> like maybe there's not a big difference. Winning but three starts in a row and winning three events in a row. You know, like, there was a week off like, for yeah, the tour. Yeah, but even, even still, like, yes. Like Rory was, you know, probably it was what it was like the Bridgestone and PGA and Canadian Open or something like that. And the and the Open, the UK or the British Open. Open. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So it, between those, you know, he's got two weeks, three weeks to yeah. kind of chill and relax and stay sharp and kind of ebb and flow and yeah, yeah to just go like stuff. boom, boom, boom is. Uh, out of and he world. came back from Mexico too, right? He like, literally Monday. won another yeah. event so this thing. week. Like, the travel stuff can't yeah, be totally. That's why I thought for sure. And we were like in communication before. Like, we had planned to do the podcast this week before he won in Mexico. And when they got pushed to Monday, he kind of warned. He's like, "Hey, I may have to push back like to Wednesday if we have Monday finish." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then when he was about to win, I'm like, "Dude, he's probably just gonna be like, let's do it another time." And he was like, "No, nope, let's do it Tuesday. We're good." And went right for it, man. I thought that was you and I were talking. We play golf on Thursday, DJ. About like you're staying on the first tee, like tension, tension in the arms. Oh, dude, I took so much away from it. I hit it awesome on Thursday. You did. Couldn't make any putts. Couldn't make any putts. But uh, I just that was one of my favorite podcasts that I say we've done, but that you've done really. Like I had nothing to do with it, but it was I was driving around listening to that, feeling mega inspired. I, I don't know. That was just I'm. I'm it's weird that I uh, I couldn't have predicted myself. I don't mean this as a slight, but I couldn't have predicted myself. Being such a huge Brendan Todd fan, I say I'm the exact. You know, same he's boat, yeah. always struck me as like completely vanilla ice cream, just like nothing, not super introspective, not super, you know, just not super interesting. And uh, that well, I was totally wrong about that because I loved listening to him. He's obviously like a super thoughtful guy, funny guy. Um, I just I really liked it and was 
I, I had kind of like a gut check moment today as like he's you know missing these putts. I'm like, God, am I like really like riding this hard for Brendan yeah. Todd right now? Like, what yeah. a world, huh? Well, I was I listened to the pod on the M train going into Manhattan last week, and I got off at my the stop, and I was like, man, I wish I could. Like I had to take my headphones out because I was you know walking to a restaurant. I was like, damn it, I want to keep because he was talking about slaying dragons like yeah. demons, you know. And it's like to see somebody. Be able to do that's that. That's the thing, man. That's what I, I was trying to just, hammer home in the pod too. It's like it's one thing to come back and like make it back on tour after yeah. legit the yips and like it go. It was gone. It was gone. You and like, I told him about it. You and I saw him two years ago in Chicago. Yeah, you didn't go. You didn't go into much detail on that, like with yeah. him, which is obvious. Yeah. But we were at a just, I mean, an outing, I guess. But there was only like twenty people. C-suite there. invitation. It was. Yeah, I was lucky to lucky to get an invitation from Sally as a plus one. <laughs> Uh, to this event, were you guys at the BMW? At Shore Acres, yeah. we were. Yeah, and uh, uh, must be nice. Huh? <laughs> it was great. Well, it was just, it was we could show you some pictures. It was very cool. Uh, but it was. Uh, we got there and they're like, "Oh yeah, Brendan Todd is like a good buddy, and he's coming in to to do a chipping clinic." And I like again, I don't mean this as a slight to anybody. I was like, "Man, is this is that like for us or is this for Brendan Todd? Like, yeah. what? Like he doesn't have much going on right now. Is this like, you know, is this?" like a cool thing that he wants to do or like okay, yeah yeah i don't okay and then like hearing him give lessons and stuff i was like holy shit this guy's like kind of a savant yeah oh for sure yeah and, and but like i think it could have he could he doesn't have to be the way he is about it like sitting down and no, no, no i just won two events and i'm gonna do an interview where i'm oh, gonna I tell you canceled for sure everything about <laughs> 100%. it 100 like, yeah yeah but i'm gonna go into all this detail and i'm gonna i had like interrupt him a couple times because he's so so in the zone talking about it. i'm like no no but i want to hear how you combat yips and how you channel energy and all these things because this game drives all of us up a wall and to be that good at it and to then suck that bad had to be just so mystifying we'll talk about after you guys turn off the recorders yeah and i I mentioned it in the pod but he was just he kind of his demeanor changed he just looks so relieved because he's just like man it like sucked (laughs) you're thinking about it like while you're at the grocery store like dude i like i suck at golf like i can't do this and you, every, you're walking around, you run into people, and it's, you can just tell it's like on their mind, and they don't know what to ask about. And I felt that way when we saw him. I was, so like, what do you got coming up next? Because he didn't have anything. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's what just makes it. I'm, the, uh, I'm a sucker for these stories, but this yeah. is absurd. It's it, it, one thing to come back and play well, and I know he's played well for a lot of this year, and it's we're we're late to the party in this. But to go out and win, and like when you're under the gun again, to have it to come through twice, yeah, and play great this week. Like I know, I know he didn't play great Sunday, but like that was not indicative of anything. Well, was he? Did he finish top five? T four. T four. It was wild to. Uh, you know, so we spent time at the Monday qualifier at uh, RSM this week, and so we kind of referenced it a bunch because we're like looking at Sally and I were both caddying at the Monday qualifier this week, and we're looking at like scores from last year. I'm like, oh, Brennan Todd shot sixty one, like. Holy cow! He must have really, you know, something must have clicked that week. And then to hear him go into that on the pod, yeah, <laughs> like a couple of days later, where he's like, "Oh yeah, like if I didn't qualify, I was literally I was talking about I was going to open a pizza franchise, <laughs> getting involved with this pizza franchise." Well, the, the part, uh, the like, other part of the pod shit. I love was him talking about Rich Aurelia. I went down a Wikipedia wormhole on a Rick Aurelia. Rick Aurelia. Rick Aurelia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh man, you look like Rich Aurelia. <laughs> That's hey, that's people, a, that was a fair mix-up, though. Yeah, Come on. for sure. Come on. For sure. <laughs> Consummate professional, Rich but Aurelius. I think, <laughs> I think that's been one of the people that's we always like. One. We always like to say Neil looks like a minor league baseball player, <laughs> just kind of like a a random like middle of the lineup guy. And yeah. I think we've thrown around Rich Aurelius a little bit. <laughs> that, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rick and Keel, and yeah. it was like God, man. To because I actually when I was in like little league, I used to be a good pitcher, and then 
like hurt my shoulder and I tried to pitch in like rec league baseball. Couldn't find the strike zone. You know, and he was talking about and Keel, the same thing. And then the guy just goes back to the minors and comes, learns how to be an outfielder yeah. and hit. It's unbelievable. Well, I, like I appreciated the like what he was referencing there and understanding that story. But like Ricky and Keel didn't come back and battle those specific demons, like trying to find the strike zone. That's, yeah, a, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. He went to the outfield yeah, and yeah. did something different. Brennan Todd's got to stand over those shots, those long irons, and think about it. And I know he had a one really bad right miss today, and everyone was tweeting like, "Whoa, was that it? Was that it? that's not? That was not it." I think he would tell you that was. Some, a short some guy iron. tweeted at me today that like maybe I have a I have the yips. <laughs> that <laughs> was pretty good. <laughs> I, yeah, but I, I was like, nah, because I don't hit it consistent hey, enough for it to be a yip. You know exactly. what I mean? It's it's like a consistent it's, right yeah. miss. So it's, it's within it, the uh, the margin of yeah, error. Yeah, it's like it sounds like. You know, Brennan Todd hits it straight down the middle like all day long, and then has one mega miss. Yeah, it's we do like need that. to get to this. There was a uh, there was a question that came from Scott Warren. We need a blow by blow description of both your and my uh, self immolations this week, where we both had rounds. We need to come up with a name for this, where you shoot a number on the front, but then you shoot at least ten shots higher on the back nine. <laughs> I went thirty five forty six. DJ did it. <laughs> I've done. I've, I've, I've done that. You were oh, yeah. thirty six forty seven. Yeah. I had my worst one ever. I went thirty one forty one on uh, on Friday, and I was like ready to. I could have just crawled in a hole and died. I was. I wanted to cry. Yeah. I didn't. Talk I me was through. What you guys? Afraid well, I was to go too low? under on. Oh, I was too under sure. on eight, and then I I bogeyed nine. Was it? You know, it was a tough bogey, but I didn't really ever. I didn't really feel like the mega bonus was kind of. Like weighing over you? Yeah. Well, no, I I didn't really. I was like, man, there's a lot of golf left, and you know, I was playing stream song, bl- the blue course, and I was like, wow, the, it must be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super <laughs> so chef. And I, play there. Well, just for background, Tron and I were down there for uh, an event, and uh, it was hosted by Drew Holcomb, who's a singer songwriter out of Nashville. He's like a kind of like Poosh. He's just like a sicko golfer, uh, and he did like a concert. It was an awesome event, and that's m- really my first big experience at stream song. Loved it. Uh, three awesome golf courses, but you know Tom Doak's blue courses, it's a beast. So the back nine was was uh, was tough, and I, and it, that, you know the sun starts beating down on you. It's a little, it's a little bit <laughs> of fatigue. The well, wa- did, did it melt you? Well, I didn't even have to get. Yeah, that. I just keep getting higher and higher. Let me, let me it's, it, just it gets way. hotter and hotter. I didn't have to get as high for the for the wings to start melting. You know what I mean? I didn't really feel like sure. I was. It does get. You hot. weren't in the thermals. I didn't get to the thermals. I was definitely gliding, but I wasn't in the thermals yet. So um, there's no updraft. What would I call it? I mean, I honestly I would call it an Icarito, but like, what would you? Maybe we I don't just know. say like we a full Icarito has to be ten shots higher. Ten shots higher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know though, because sometimes when you have just like a Icarito's yeah. kind of oh. you know it when you see it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really is. It really is. <laughs> I was gonna say Icarito can be a lot more all encompassing than yeah. just the ten that's, shots that's higher. That's fair. So well, let's you know well, throw it out to the crowd. Yeah, do some crowdsourcing. Well, ten yeah. shots higher. I ten shots. Yeah, if you shoot, you shoot a good number on the front. You shoot t- ten shots higher. I mean, it used to be the the Vijegas. It's right? kind of like a Vijegas. I thought right. about that. The Camila Vijegas was you jump out to the first round lead and you shoot seventy seven in round two and miss the cut. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know I'm gonna regret this when he like pops up on a leaderboard. Uh, in the spring or something, but does he play golf still? We got a question about that actually. Did really? I forget from who? And it was just like, yeah, what, what's his what's his deal? I think he, he played some this past year. I mean, these guys that just don't have really have status and have these past just get some of these past champ starts. That's what Brendan Todd was like living off of, which is also an insane part of that story. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we want to get. I want to get back to wrapping up the fall series here. Uh, our friends at Callaway, you've heard me mention this on the previous episode. It's not too early. It's actually getting to be a bit late, if you ask me, to knock out gifts for golfers on your list this holiday season. They've made it very easy to do that. CallawayGolf.com slash gift guide. You can find a gift in any price range. There's the Chrome Soft Golf Balls with free personalization on those. 
the new Odyssey Stroke Lab 10 putter, and just all kinds of other everyday items, clubhouse backpack. You can also just go there, play it safe with a gift card. Um, so if you, this is a good idea for other people to get, uh, or for you to get other people, but as well, send that on to, you know, a parent or anyone and say, Hey, get me something from this, uh, from this guide. And it makes it a lot easier for them to shop for you. So if you don't feel like buying them, you can just walk the, the right rough, uh, anywhere up in the New York area and look for the balls that's stamped with a Carito. Uh, he's already on, got man. it. <laughs> Come on, man. Found it. It's, it's triple tracks. Find the slant. Uh, visit callawaygolf.com slash gift guide today. Um, also want to say this coming starting on uh, black friday this week our another partner of ours herbal active u-r-b-a-l-a-c-t-i-v uh the cbd company we've been telling you guys about the last couple months uh they have a new promo code nlu30 is a special 30 percent off code for use between black friday and cyber monday so that starts again this friday uh, we won't have another podcast episode up uh, before then so i wanted to tell you guys about that nlu20 and trap draw 20 are both still active get you 20 percent off uh, all your necessary cbd products uh, Neil, you haven't been really on here lately talking to us about CBD. What uh, Tell us about Well, first, I'll clarify. Someone came out. You can't stack discount codes. Yes. So don't try to hit the NLU 30 plus the NLU 20. It's yeah. not, you're not going to It's not going to work. It's yeah. not going to be NLU 50. Yeah, they right. thought about that already. Yeah. Smart guy. Yeah, find a new slant. Don't come, don't come crying to me about it. <laughs> uh, no, but TC and I have been deep in our <laughs> CBD regimen. Uh, we've been combining the drops in the morning and the coffee and then the mints on the course sure mints and, as needed yeah mints as needed did you and, take too many mints at streams on blue or not enough uh i took no i, I usually don't i took okay. one it wasn't, it wasn't a mint issue it wasn't a mint issue <laughs> it was it was it wasn't user it was it was user error <laughs> uh, no but they they uh they kind of get you feeling yeah. nice and loosey-goosey which is nice Herbalactive.com, uh, U-R-B-A-L-A-C-T-I-V. Uh, that's NLU30 for 30% off starting Friday all the way through Cyber Monday. Uh, so get on that right after Thanksgiving. All right, back to uh, this is the first year with the new extended fall series. What are, what are our first takeaways from it? What do you think? I wouldn't say I had a ton of takeaways. I mean, I, I probably watched about as much as I usually do. I skipped most of the Asia events. I liked Zozo. I thought that was a really cool addition. I know Tiger won, but... I still thought it was a fun course to watch, like even if he wasn't in contention. And it was cool. I guess we got really lucky with the Japan uh, weather, you know, that we got to watch that one in in prime time finish up. But yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say I have a ton of takeaways. I thought it was pretty. If you're a hardcore sicko golfer and you want to, you're dying to watch golf. Go ahead. That's but, what I was going to say. You know, if there's there were a couple weeks there where there was the random week off there, which was felt good it felt good yeah it yeah. felt good it felt a little weird like you're kind of getting away with something you know like well here's what are you I'll sure say. there's nothing there's nothing on tv we shouldn't be watching something right now but uh here's what i'll say yeah. like it the whole point was to move the playoffs out right in front of nfl season right and earlier in the year wrapping up the season earlier because like it the season just kind of lost steam once football started once you get into labor day once you get in the fall it's like hard to still care about the season that keeps dragging on so they cut the season off earlier now it's just like a really slow rollout to the new year. And I still view it as like totally optional viewing. Yeah. Like if you missed all the whole fall, like you're not missing out on that much. But something like the Fred X Cup, like creating your own reality. If you want to care about these events more, like that's been so fun to follow. Like have five young guys like they're coming out on tour and uh, some mix of veterans and whatnot guys graduating from the Corn Ferry Tour that you're rooting for and following every week and kind of like trash talking with your buddies is really fun and engaging and gets you checking the leaderboard every week. So that's helped my enjoyment of it. Uh, and I just think it's 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 a better matchup to have these tournaments run up against football 
like more events that are, you know are prime time for the corn fairy guys graduating up and they're real big chances to make hay in in the uh in the fall rather than uh just having like five or six events like they used to I, i'm 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 way in on this this part of the new schedule yeah i think that's a fair assessment i think there's always storylines that seem to present themselves like the brendan todd thing has made it made me want to watch more golf i'm sure. probably not watching as much golf today if brendan todd is uh, not up there, which again is a very wild thing to say. <laughs> uh, but you know, last year you had Cameron Champ was kind of the same, same thing with him winning early and finishing second or whatever it was. You know, he, he had a couple hot, quick starts, and so yeah, like you said, it's it's cool to see guys. It's cool to see a variety of different tournaments. That's one cool thing I think you can say about the falls. Everything from Vegas to Sea Island, you know, you have like a it's lot so of less, different. It's less different self serious. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like I was up at Sea Island a bunch this week, and just the vibe up there is. It's just polar opposite from like the players, right? That's oh, right yeah, down the totally. street. It's obviously it's a completely different scale event, but like even like my fiance wanted to go up and watch golf because it's just like totally chill. You're out there in the dunes, and she really wanted to see the shipwreck, which was sick. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just I think it's a great great vibe up there and a great great little tournament. I know it's like it's weird. This is kind of somewhat hyper local to here, and I'm sure people like out west probably don't care as much about the RSM. But uh, in this part of the part of the country, I think it is. Uh, it's cool. I enjoyed it. I think, like you said, the the weird balance is thinking about it as optional, which I know is is a weird thing to say from business perspective. Not that we're in the business necessarily, but it's like I don't know how you can kind of find the balance between making these events count the same as all the other ones. Like you know, a win for Tyler Duncan gets him into Kapalua and gets him into the Masters and gets him the basically a three year exemption and like you get a ton of shit for winning in the fall, the oh right events God, in the yeah. fall. The viewership on those, I can't imagine, uh, is really lockstep with you know the events in the, in the early, winter, yeah. the late winter, early spring, and so that's that's a weird kind of like, but that's I don't know, it's a PJ Tour issue, not really a, a no laying up issue. Correct. Well, you mentioned it. The Fred X Cups helped me engage, um, and I I just wish the tour would do more to develop the stories of the guys that are fresh off the web tour. Like do a little digging, you know. That's that's Give the hard them, part. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe nobody nobody cares right now, right? It's but. just really hard. Like I saw a question. I forget who it was from. If you had it up there somewhere, that was like Ben Abraham J. Yeah, I was like, what you know, what can they do to make it more interesting? And I'm like, dude, dude don't honestly force it. like probably not much. Don't force it. But this <laughs> I don't is like, know what you can do. This is where I feel like they actually show restraint, right? They're not like forcing a ton of stuff down your throat this time of year, like on social or anything like that. I think they. Like just being up there again, like I said, that vibe, that media center was just much smaller. Like everything's just smaller, and it's just it feels it a lot more like what I imagine the tour used to be. It's like a hybrid event almost between like Corn yeah. Ferry and PGA Tour, but yeah. with all the benefits of the PGA Tour, basically. So I wouldn't change much of it because I don't think you're again you're only the hardcore fans are going to pay attention to this to begin with, and you're not. I don't think you have that much chance to grab and pull more people into it. Just by yeah. trying more efforts, more marketing. I, I wonder how do you think you could set up different the, different formats. Like maybe, so, early but, 2020 when golf really ramps up, don't you think you could set up some of these younger names? You could almost start the storyline a little bit better. For like, sure. No, I, I totally hear you. But like, if people aren't going to watch, like if if you know you're only going to get the hardcore fans in the first place, like you know they they are going to know those names. Yeah, but w aren't those the people that would want the? I, I don't know. I just don't think there's a lot of. Um, I don't even really know. I I guess what I'm looking for is like the Brendan Todd stuff, mm -hmm. like like hearing from a guy like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we, you know, you did it, we've done it, but maybe it would be nice for the the tour to feature that in a way. Yeah, it's just hard. Like it's I don't hard. know what they're gonna like. You can't do it on the 
broadcast really because there's so yeah. much other shit going on. Hey, don't and let them like start taking away our our, <laughs> our ideas here. Let them let them keep coming to Fair us. And tell the story. It's uh, it's just a weird one, man. It's a hard it's a hard balance. Like it, it's hard it's, to get people to, you know, it's going to be hard enough to get people to tune in to watch the competition, let alone to like go deeper on anything else. It's going to be yeah, sure. Just a hard it's a hard it's, spot, and that's where it's like as long as I don't know how stuff like this fits into like the TV contract. Like I don't know how it can be maybe i just have absolutely no idea of how things work but how it's profitable for like golf channel and all these people to go do all these events that like i can't imagine anybody's really watching uh is just kind of mind-blowing but i guess it all fits into like a larger package for the whole year but yeah it's probably yeah just a built-in the right? whole thing is just a, it's a ton of infrastructure it's like the cable bundle right? something that some, yeah some channels exactly. are just riders man exactly. just like the, the tennis channel is just kind of there <laughs> I wish we could talk more about the TV stuff, but I get more and more confused with the more time that goes by and the, the kind of half-assed reports that are floating around out there. There will be news on this front. I keep hearing, like, oh, it's going to be this week. Oh, it's going to be the next week. Uh, or the best is when it's narrowed down. It's, oh, it's really, really – There's you know, it's starting to get narrowed down to NBC, <laughs> ESPN, Turner, AT&T, AT&T, and we really think CBS is still in it. It's, yeah. like, so – so nobody. Yeah, <laughs> so, so there isn't a favorite. Yeah, there was a point. Somebody from the Athletic tweeted that it's wrapping up here, and then they've named every single possible <laughs> company that could have been involved. I was I can like, say that the tennis channel is out. <laughs> they yeah. pulled their submission. Uh, but there was a question from uh, bon- at Bonafide Slide. Uh, interested to hear your best case and worst case scenarios for golf TV contract outcomes, and what network provider slash streaming service gets what. This is a good question. Uh, well, you start. I well, I just think it. I think if like those, some of the reports we're hearing out there about how split up things are going to be, I think that's a not, I wouldn't say worst case scenario, but for the fan, I don't think that's going to be good. Like I don't think so. I'm I'm of two minds on that. Uh, one, I think it's horribly inconvenient, and we've made fun of this a lot. Where when you're trying to turn like you're trying to tune into golf, and if it's like all right. You can't find the channel. I want to watch golf all day. It's like, okay, cool. Super easy. All you got to do, fire up a weird app that's not always available, but sometimes it's available, but sometimes now it's called NBC Sports Gold, but sometimes it's called PJ Tour Live. Follow that, like, tune, turn that on from like 11 to 1. And then at 1, turn on the golf channel. And then at 2.30, it's going to just disappear for like 30 minutes. Don't worry. You're not going to be able to find it. Like, it's just totally it's blacked out. Yeah, it's, it's nowhere. Just follow the live scoring. Or actually, no, sorry. We just found out. No, it's back on PJ Tour Live. Flip it back on there just for real quick. And then at 3 o'clock, it's on CBS. Yeah. So, That's like, just it's super easy. So, the, yeah. so, on one hand, like, obviously, that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the worst. Uh, on the other hand, I kind of feel for CBS when they get into, like, the dog days of summer. And it's like, dude, we've done... 25 events in a row. I don't know. They don't yeah. do 25 events in a row, but that, you know, we've done a bunch of weeks in a row with the same crew, same cameras, same talent, same, whatever. I know people shift in and out, but I think that's probably where a lot of the, uh, innovation dies is where it's like, dude, we just, yeah, we'd love to do that, but we just got to get through the next three weeks, man. We just got to get it on TV for the next three weeks. So on one hand, I'm like, man, I'd love it if it was just one partner who just handled everything. That would be so easy. On the other hand, I'm like, God, that seems like it would just breed complacency as well. So, yeah, I think, you know, from the of the rumored names, the only thing that got me excited was the possibility of ESPN, which made me think like, if ESPN, say what you want about them, they've had their ups and downs, but it is outside the mold of Golf Channel, and like, if there's an inside the PGA Tour like show week, like if if, if ESPN is going to display the PGA Tour like 
have the rights and, and show live golf, they're going to invest in the product. Like they're going to do some stuff around it, like some content throughout the week that kind of pumps out, that gets people excited to watch it. It gets it on people's radars. It's going to lead sports center a lot more often. If I'm in charge of the PGA tour in, in some way, that's something that gets me excited versus like, I don't think people go like, or like go to CBS just to like for their sports hang. Like people I, still I, flip I like what you're saying. There. People still flip ESPN. Also, Cause I think the ESPN plus stuff is like that has a future yeah right especially with like disney's doing disney plus and they've they're gonna at some point let's, combine let's, all that don't together. don't subscribe to that until you subscribe to the nest but yeah I, like <laughs> no yeah, for sure yeah. but the point being they're gonna need they have i guess more infrastructure specifically for sports yes to um support like all the shoulder programming that will make make it a better viewing experience and i think that's like the having the good streaming setup is probably more important than what we're hearing, what AT&T is going to turn or Comcast would turn true TV, true TV into a, another channel. It's like, I don't think the channel is necessary. It's more just like the ability for me to watch golf stuff on demand, like f- through an app. Like I think that has a more. Yeah. I, I don't, this is a hard one too. Cause it's like, I, I don't know if you look at the golf demo, like we're, we're That's so fair. like stuck yeah. in the middle right now. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, if this was, it's easier for me on my Roku TV, exactly. to find the ESPN totally. plus yeah, app, yeah, for sure. somebody that's if this 45 was or 50, probably is like 15 years from now or 20 years ESPN from now. Plus? Like if we had could like time shift everything ahead 20 years to where people were so much more comfortable with this stuff, I would completely agree. But right now it's like, think about how much of the golf audience is just watches golf because they're like, oh, dude, it's on CBS. That's so yeah. easy. Dude, I, I just want to sit down and watch golf. Yeah. I don't want to fucking download that. an app. Include I don't want to work. It. I don't want to buy some USB stick that sticks into my computer. It's the and, official, you know, basically soundtrack to dad naps. Yes, you for know? real. Like Sunday and, afternoon, dad totally. sleeping on the couch. And so that's where it's like, man, I really being on CBS and just like go to channel four or yeah. go to channel whatever is a massive, massive advantage. That's what everybody was saying. Like, when they're like, oh, the tour's just going to start their own channel. But think it's about like, it this way. Ah, like what Solly's saying about ESPN, they have that infrastructure on yeah, TV yeah. as no, well. Yeah, no, for sure, yes. And they so totally they agree with that. Then for like yeah. the younger audience to be able to say, oh, wait, I can go to ESPN Plus and watch my you know, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. coverage. It's all going to be through. Yes. I agree that the, the, long-term, like the long-term solution makes a lot more sense that way. It's just there will be some some growing pains before all that streaming stuff is like sure. really taken advantage of by the audience. Yeah. I, I mean, I think golf channel does good work. No, yeah, I hear, listen, on. I hear you. You know me. A combination of NBC and ESPN would make a lot of sense to me. I think uh, that that's, that's like, I think golf channel does a great job and obviously NBC has just tons and tons of experience showing golf. We've made our beefs with CBS quite clear. And I think that they are so, so replaceable and uh, <laughs> like ESPN would fit that role very, very well. I thought you made a good point earlier, though, about the thanks, man. Getting through the, you know, if you got four weeks in a row and you're, you know, ripping through Texas with a bunch of TV trucks. Yeah, it's like dude, this is we need to make this a it's absolute lean, outlined baby. machine, yeah, exactly. right? And well, we can't be. I don't yeah. think you take few like take half the events away from CBS and all of a sudden they start innovating. That's my only issue with that. Like the opposite of that. Like well, I don't. Yeah, there's a law of diminishing returns because then it's like, well. Fuck, we're only in for this many events. Like, why exactly. should we yeah. spend a bunch of money? Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. But it's look, a really you hard. Always balance. look at an up and comer, right? Like somebody that's 
like out to prove themselves. I think it would be yeah. the same in this situation. Look what Fox Even, did. That's when, what I was about to say. Cover. Look at Fox. They had a tough first year, but then they yeah. – A little bit more than tough. No, but <laughs> think about it. They took they kind of took the feedback. Oh, for sure. Right, which is like they don't get enough credit for that, I don't think. Other networks take the feedback and get mad at the people And they get mad the at the feedback. people that give the feedback. It's like, no, actually, yeah, you guys, we, we kind of stunk. So we're going to make some changes. So that's that. Well, so Look, as Big Randy would say, who could it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It is. Uh, yeah. who could I mean, I just want to like paint the picture, though. So down in Ponte Vedra, they're just like right now, everybody's made their pitch, right? Yes. And they're just like, as a former PGA Tour employee, do you think, like, how often do you think they're meeting about this? Like every morning at 9 a.m. there's a stand-up? I like literally no idea. But I, I would think it's like... I mean, it's projects one, two, they three, four, right five, six. You know, it's like everything. I would imagine that. Yeah, it's like everything. It's it's such a massive. It sets up the business for the next. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I just wonder decade. how they talk through it. Do you think they have like an outside consulting agency in there, like probably, working through best practices? I don't know. Probably. Or is it just, you know, Jay and, you know, the top <laughs> lieutenants hanging out? <laughs> and well, I wasn't involved in a lot of these decisions, so I don't have a well, great no, feel you, for you how told it happened. You were the social media guy. Hey, get the social media <laughs> yeah, guy in here. Yeah, Let's, yeah, we got to exactly. get a message out there. Sweet about this. Those times have changed. But sometimes but. I like to think about. Literally, maybe I, Sally, maybe you're a better source for this as the C-suite. Yeah. yeah. How, does, how the C-suite makes decisions. <laughs> we don't, we don't share this information. Yeah. You know, like, There's I a reason just, you guys yeah. don't have I sometimes like, I find myself like a, a like trying to picture the boardroom. I imagine it's probably like everything endlessly more complicated than you think and oh, yeah. also endlessly less complicated than yeah. you think you know on one hand it's like dude there's there's so much stuff that if all those people that are making this decision would listen to this and be like dude you guys don't even have any fucking clue no, i don't well, i'm trying to i'm trying to imagine but it. also i'm sure that's like going to a dinner it's like can i trust you yeah, yeah you can trust me. all right let's do it you know i'm sure there's like some of that too so well, who, who knows yeah kind of brother <laughs> yeah Underrated but part of the, strong as oak. of the discussion is like not even just what channel these things are going on. It's like what is what is the the what are the rights going to get you right? Because these archaic contracts are kind of the reason we can't like do video stuff on site because they've banned all For this sure. stuff. And it's like sure, it, I wouldn't think it's of great value to you know Golf Channel, all these networks that pay for these rights to. You know, be you know they have like exclusive ability to film anything. Basically, it happens inside the ropes, which I understand from a full broadcast competitive standpoint. Like, yeah, obviously you bought those rights, but other people doing stuff inside the ropes and providing content and being on site and like, like examples have been given. Like, how many different networks are on the court before an NBA game doing their yeah. pregame shows and stuff like that? Like, does that stuff go away with a new contract? Because everyone's been saying for so long. How many like, Steph Curry warm up routines have you seen yeah. from before the game? Well, like you know, the just NBA floating around Twitter and the, all that uh, stuff. That's like the appetizer. It's kind of think that somebody's yeah. going to tune in for the you know for yeah. the entree, which is the game, dude. When I see like even a short video clip of like somebody walking down the range or something like that, I'm kind of like, oh, like that. Okay, like that reminds me that this is about to happen, and I should watch this and be involved in it. I think that would be important to growing. I don't want to say growing the game, but they were interested in that, but. We would we would love to be able to go do some of it that. It would stuff, definitely help. Point. It would help you live under par. It, exactly. More consistently. Exactly. Um, all right. Let's move on from that. Uh, the last thing I had to shout out to from- Tyler Duncan before we move on. I mean, that was that was a pretty ballsy. That was awesome. <laughs> it, was it was a pretty ballsy win. And shout out friend of the program Zach Guthrie on the bag. Uh, That's right. They and they announced it on the radio too. Yeah. So it embraces his caddy Zach Guthrie. Yeah. And, and what so a, they, what a ride it's been for these two. They've well, yeah. Fairly short ride, I believe. They've well, yeah, working together well, for a few weeks, but yeah. Maybe I made the last part of it. Uh, but good, they, good. Definitely, they definitely called his, they called his name out. Yeah, so that was cool to, you know. I'll give you the last word. Been uh, buddies of buddies of mine for a long time, so it's cool. To, not Tyler. I don't know Tyler, but. 
Zach what? and what? his brother Luke. Before we move on, one last thing on the TV stuff. Is there a deadline? No, I don't think there's a, a specific deadline, but I think it will be before the end of the year, almost assuredly. Okay. So I wonder if they'll, I wonder if they'll go for like the Friday Thanksgiving news news dump. dump? I don't yeah. know. Um, if they're if they're bringing CBS back, they might try to bury it on five by five o'clock on Friday. Uh, one thing CBS to know, is pulling out all the stops. I, you probably saw because I put it on the agenda. Do you have any idea who's second in the in the FedEx Cup point list right now? I did see it in the agenda. I figured it was not correct. Sebastian Munoz. How about that? He won an event in the fall. That's the first I'm hearing first, of that. First I'm hearing of this. Uh, he won the Sanderson, which I did watch. He did beat Sung J.M. Uh, Tiger, Rory, and JT all won events this fall as well, in addition to this Brendan Todd thing. So this went about as good as I think the fall series could have gone. All right. What did Rory win? China? You won China, yeah. Um, That's cool, man. You guys want yeah. to do... <laughs> no. Uh, we got to get to LPGA Euro Tour. I don't have much to add on Euro Tour. I, I didn't get to see any of that, but I want to do Presidents Cup stuff. Uh, we haven't we haven't done we haven't touched the Presidents Cup on this podcast. Um, so this past week, Brooks Kepka dropped out, and Ricky Fowler was picked uh, very quickly. It seemed like it seemed like that was a predetermined thing. And in his first round of picks, Tiger took Patrick Reed, Tony Finau, Gary Woodland, and himself. Uh, which was sick. <laughs> which was sick. <laughs> he went third person. That was kind of. Kind of awkward, but it worked because it was Tiger. Uh, how excited are you guys for the President's Cup? You know, is that like a one to ten? There, actually, there's a question. St. Williams on a scale of one to ten, with one being couldn't, could care less, should be couldn't, and <laughs> ten being don't give a shit. How little do you care about the President's Cup? The snark fest with that question. Uh, I'm like a, f- I don't know, like a five. Okay. I'm like a, I'm a seven. I'm a six point five. I'm excited yeah. for the prime time. I'm excited because I've seen the course before. Yeah, for sure. So that helps a lot, um, which I'm sure is... It is like one of the best courses in the whole world. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and it's it's got a little bit... It has all the cachet, right? Yeah. And it has... Uh, it it kind of has the uh, exotic vibe, too. Yeah. It's so, it's so far away. So I think that all of that playing together is... is uh, for as much as we harp on the tour for getting a lot of things wrong, like they got the television viewing yeah, right, yeah. which I didn't feel like they got right. I couldn't... if When they were went there for, eight years for ago... For America, by the way. Well, the, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like they when they went there eight years ago, like I don't feel like they got it right. I remember it being on late at night, and yeah, this is I like remember legit watching like two or three in the morning in the prime time window. They're finishing on Monday, so we can watch on Sunday night, which is which is sick. Um, what did you think of the captains' picks? Were they were you surprised? Were you pretty much in line? <laughs> so let me refer you back to this whole you know last part of the season being optional sort of thing. I was hit with almost like a wave of panic, like when you forget to do your homework kind of thing. When the captain's picks came out, I was like, oh man, like Jordan Spieth isn't on the team. Like, yeah, I guess he hasn't played well. Like I wasn't, I was emotionally (laughs) just totally not prepared for that. Uh, And I will cop to being a huge Spieth homer. I'm not saying that he should have been picked. Uh, Let me be clear. (laughs) Let me be clear on that. There, there was many people that misinterpreted uh, one of the few things that I tweeted about it that, thinking that I was that was a bad night for Twitter thinking I was upset that he was not picked that was not the case I just like didn't even think about the fact that he wouldn't be on there so that was uh yeah I don't know the captain's fix were fine like I, I thought they were probably you know who you who'd expect I thought Reed it's a little weird that Reed okay now bl- thank you blue like fucking bridge on the river Kwai like nuked the entire infrastructure I've been waiting a like, long yeah, time. Yeah, I like him he's got spunk pick, pick him up <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for, for my moment here to yeah, explain. Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking us what you what we we'd thought like of the to, We'd like to give the floor to uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the, the junior senator from Florida. I was like you in that I was paying very little attention to the process leading up to it. And I read Bob Herrig's article you know, about who he thought was going to get picked and just mentioned like, 
oh yeah, Spieth hasn't played well, but like there's a ton of precedent for you know captains taking a guy you know as a vote of confidence when they haven't been playing their best golf, blah blah blah. And I kind of thought, yeah, like of course, like of course they're going to take Spieth. Like they're not going to take Reed after what he just did. He rolled a gr- rolled a grenade in the team room, locked the door on the way out, and <laughs> sprinted out. Like I I, I think like I was just completely forgotten about how I, when that happened. I remember thinking. Okay, Reed, you better play your ass off going forward. You're not getting a captain's pick to any of these teams ever again. And then, like, a few months later, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Come on in. Come on in. You're good. I think him and Tiger are uh, kind of boys. I wish yeah. I wish I didn't. The only My only regret with what I tweeted, which I almost got ratioed, was uh, I said. <laughs> which was sick. I said Spieth got snubbed. I got to be honest. I didn't really know what the word snubbed mean. <laughs> I thought it just meant, like, bypassed. Words matter. Yeah, it does. Which I'm getting to that. I wish I could say that as my argument. You go back and look at what I said. I was said I'm surprised he didn't get picked, because I thought like what Reed did got him nuked from the captain's pick list. Spieth is a big part of the future of American golf. Like, what? Like, why wouldn't you include him? If, like, clearly he hasn't played good enough to make the team on play alone. Like, that's not even a debate. But people started acting like he has not been unable to find the club face. Like, I just pulled up his world ranking. He's missed one cut since the players this past year. Like, sure, he hasn't won. He hasn't played great. He's not played his best golf. But if your position is Jordan Spieth is done and never going to return to being an elite player, and then like it's not even a conversation. Like, yeah, he should not be on this team. But like straw poll here: Do we think Jordan Spieth's going to come back? Like, do we think he's going to be a really good player again? Yes. Do you think he's going to be? So. Do you think yeah. he's going to be a factor I, on I like future play golf. on future U.S. teams? Do you think sure. he's going to be a factor? Yeah. So like. Is there ever a better time to like have an endorsement of a guy that like than like the President's Cup that you're already gonna win? Like, hey, dude, yeah, like Sergio last year got picked for the Ryder Cup, played great. Royal Melbourne would be an incredible fit for Jordan Spieth. You don't need to drive it great out there. You need to putt it like crazy. You need to be able to control your irons. Uh, he's played every session of a team event for the U.S. since 2014, and the only <laughs> session he sat was the one that Tom Watson sat. He and Reed on that they had no business sitting. Like, this is a huge part of. And he's been very successful in team events. Obviously, he's never won a singles match. And people say JT and Reed have carried him around. But, like, like what, what, what are we doing here that this wasn't even – that I, I, why, why did I get shredded so bad <laughs> get, for being surprised that this wasn't – like the because the way you, these boys clubs works is kind of where I'm coming from as well. Yeah, so did you use the word snub or surprised? Surprised at the speed snub. And I okay. immediately corrected the snub part. I was like, snub was the wrong word. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Uh, it's the wrong word. But – I wasn't even making the case for him to be on the team. I'm just saying the way these processes work, I'm surprised that they went read over speed. I think you make a very compelling argument. Thank you. I would say he didn't get snubbed, though. I, just think I agree. American golf, it's two things to me. U.S. golf right now is stacked. There's just a ton of good yeah. players. And I also think that Tiger, whether he is or not, he, he strikes me as a guy that would say, like, I'm a data guy. Like I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm by the numbers. You know yeah. what I mean? And like he hasn't earned it. You know what I mean? He hasn't earned it. Like I, I, I don't know if that's how Tiger talks or, <laughs> but that's kind of what I have in my head as like someone like Steinberg. Yeah, like no, you know what? Because he strikes me as someone who has, doesn't have a ton of uh, emotions. Uh, I know he likes like, Reed, but like literally after Ryder Cup. Reed no, but I'm saying I'm, I'm made thinking, up a quote about Tiger and said like, <laughs> but that's even what, Tiger apologized. That's to me my for point. I don't played. think he picked Reed because he likes Reed. I think yeah. he picked Reed because the numbers told him to pick Reed. Tiger, and I don't think he picks Beath because he's like, hey, the numbers say he's not the best guy. And Tiger also has a history of having like holding the most ridiculous grudges ever. And <laughs> Reed shot 84 one of the days and said Tiger apologized to him about how Tiger played, which was like, <laughs> clearly didn't happen. So like that that <laughs> yeah. that part. Yeah. But that kind of that kind of 
I don't God, know. I forgot I mean, about my, that. My argument's all speculation, but it's it's that. I mean, there's no was there's no of, doubt. There's yeah. um, like he was in his pod or whatever. Or like, you I, look at like you know Kisner could be. Like there's a ton of guys that got more snub than speed. Snub, right? like let's ignore the snub part. Yeah, I, don't I just don't get why you think word. he was snub. I know. No, no. I'm, <laughs> all right, sorry. I'm not trying to harp on that either. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm just trying yeah. to say that you, the bypass the storyline yeah. that you laid out is compelling, and I'm like, yeah, actually, but I don't think Tiger really cares about two years from now or four years from now. As I, far as I think he wants to win now, and he's looking at the numbers and it says, yo, these guys are hot right now. They're playing better. Why would I take Spieth? Why would I take a chance on that? Like, there's a there is, are is four Reed other guys. Is Reed better now? Though uh, he's like okay. Exactly. I know he won in the fall. Yeah. He, he won. won a playoff yeah, event, but, but. The, you know the num again. That's what I'm saying. The numbers probably well, are telling him. And me, I I'm not a data guy. Yeah. So let me take I you. Thought back. You're a huge data guy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of a faux data guy. Oh, gotcha. Let me take you back to a time period. Um, it's within this past decade that a certain international event is going far away from home. There is a former number one player in the world, multi multi time major champion. His game has fallen off. He doesn't have a ton of good finishes in this year. And when it came time to be, you know, for the President's Cup selection, he had fallen outside the top 50 in the world. Multi-time major champion? Multi-multi-time major champion. Are you oh, talking about Tiger? Oh, sorry. I thought you're, like the whole time I thought you were talking about Adam Scott. I'm like, Dude, he only won one major. 2011 <laughs> President's Cup. Tiger Woods got a captain selection after falling outside the top 50 in the world. That's all I'm saying. Royal Melbourne. A course that fits him very well. It was a vote of confidence. He won three times the next year. He's been a part of all, since he's been healthy, he's been a part of all the team events since then. And I thought, I mean, obviously Spieth is not Tiger Woods, but like the, the parallels there, the precedence there for guys getting selected. They have played on a ton of these team events that maybe haven't been in their best form, but can summon something, can play well in this scenario. And if it was Ryder Cup, I think it's a different discussion, right? If this is Ryder Cup, I think... The, there's enough there to be like, you know what? We can't trust you in this pressure situation right now. I just think the President's Cup's different, personally. And I don't think putting him on the team would have even remotely put the team at risk of not winning this thing. So that's my case on it. You're still, to me, you're still making an emotional argument of, like, believe it. And, and it's that's a good one. That's how these things work, But though. I don't think Tiger thinks that way. That's kind of what I'm, I'm continuing. Like, when I see him speak and when I see the way he interacts with other players like on tv or like any any you know image of it it's like not like it just i don't think he thinks that Str way. stricker said that a lot at the uh Ryder cup media day too and i've heard from some other people just kind of like behind the scenes on how much like you know the euros they're they're using all this data so we've we've gotten really deep into that now we've gotten really big into these analytics and stats and stuff and i'm like uh well I don't think they even know how to read that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But I don't know. I think they just. Which, this may be so invalid. Speech might have come to him and said, like, dude, I need some time off. I don't want to play. I don't want to play this fall. Like, I need. I don't. Do you have inside sources? No, I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. That may have happened. That's all I'm saying. Maybe he didn't. I'm not faulting Tiger for doing it. My main point was just like, wow, kind of surprised the way this all unfolded because I don't think he's done. I would like to be on record with that. Again, I don't even necessarily think he should be on the team. It just surprised me that they. Like how much, especially because it's like this is a PJ Tour like ratings hopeful like thing, right? Who's going to draw more ratings? Speed or bigger name? Speed's bigger name, for sure. So well, Ricky's going to draw. Names Ricky's too. probably a bigger name than both. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Can I say one more thing about the President's uh, Cup team? It's not likable. No. <laughs> is that just me? Like, there's a, there's a. Uh, I'll I'll try to back this up, but it's this is very emotional. It's not really stats driven. That's fair. Uh, I I prefer the emotional. But like, I'm kind of that's why I said Sally's argument is compelling. Looking at this, uh, the U.S. team, I'm like, man, like 
every time the Ryder Cup comes up, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to ready to root for Team USA. And I know that's fucking stupid and whatever, but like, you know, you you do you do have kind of a little shred of of passion, and you're actually like rooting for Team USA. I know Sally has a big shred of passion, but looking at this Team USA, I'm like. Oh man, like I, this is this a team that's gonna make you want to stay up late and watch golf, or is this a team that you're gonna be upset if they lose? Is this gonna be? Like, I won't be upset if they lose. Like, for the record, uh, there's a couple exceptions. JT, I like to watch play. Dustin, I like to watch play. Uh, Tiger, of Xander. course. I like to watch Xander play. Yeah, but is he gonna make you tune in? I, I like I like I'm almost everybody on the, the team. Next. I like as a person, and I'm that's a good I'm, point. I think Xander I'm pro could. them, but like they don't make me tune in. I'd like to see. I'm happy he's on the team. I'm happy he's going to be in prime time because I like I want him to get more of that. You know, yeah. like even in the Masters yeah, that's this fair. year, that's it was fair. like him coming down the stretch. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. Well, who got left off the and team in Hawaii last year was really cool. yeah, it was really yeah, cool. yeah, that would yeah. make no, you want to tune true. in. Well, speed for sure. That's where I came yeah. back to. Spieth is like, uh, and yeah. again, I'm super emotional. This is very biased, but like Spieth's top two or three favorite players to watch whenever he's in contention. So, uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of these guys like Xander's. One, which, I like watching Woodland play golf. He's not a, he's not very emotional. Yeah, right. You, There's not a lot of fire. It, the U.S. Open was cool, but yeah. like I'm not gonna. That's fair. I'm not dying to to do it. Finau is kind of in that same boat. Cantlay's definitely in the same boat. <laughs> Cantlay's in. Cantlay's in a whole other boat. <laughs> Webb's definitely in the same boat. Yeah. Kucher is you know more of a villain than a, a <laughs> positive force now. Bryson is whatever. So like Tiger, Ricky, JT, and Dustin. I'm I'm like yeah okay cool I can. I, I'm, I can get down with, with all you guys, but, yeah, man, the rest is kind of a bleak scene. I'm curious what you guys think. Well, I think that subbing in for, from a excitement or viewing standpoint, subbing in Ricky for Brooks is a step in the right direction as far as wanting to tune in a little bit. Yeah, tr- that's maybe true. Brooks, although, has is, is won over a lot of people, I think, with his uh, attitude and his, his play this year. But I will say, just so it's not completely emotional, that team is really fucking good, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're really so good. So good. But... It's, it's like, like watching like the Patriots. So or something, you like, where you're like, no, yeah. it's like watching no, the team of Terminators. I, well, I said it was like watching a dorky Globo gym. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, they're gonna win by a million, but like they all, I don't care about any of them. They're all and just kind of dorks. Bryson's gonna be reading the dictionary. Yeah, I, I like to break a mental sweat as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, there's some. It's a know, tough scene on the international. It's gonna side. have to be a big week for the international. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. I hope. I'm, I hope. Like literally, I hope they win. I, I do I'm too. Rooting I for them. I, I either want the U.S. to do like another like try to win on Saturday kind of thing, or I want the internationals to win because the the only moment that I remember from the 2017 Presidents Cup was the U.S. being up 14 and a half yeah. to two and a half and Honor Bon Lahiri making a putt and doing the Tiger Point at the hole. <laughs> I was there. That was, that was it. Yeah, it was in New York. It was, it was actually a pretty uh, pretty tough scene. No, talk about like I think your point is a really good one, Neil. That these guys only break through when they do have like big stages. So I, I that's. That makes but sense. But when you name that list off, other than Xander, like, you know, Cantley's not very exciting. I don't think he really cares, right? Like, he doesn't – that's not he, – he seems to just want to go about his business. Yeah. Right? And that's fine. You think he doesn't care that he's exciting, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think he cares if they win or he, not. No, he yeah, cares. Yeah. He yes. seems like he's crazy competitive. Yeah. But, like, in a way that's like, I don't yeah, I'm not care how change. it looks I'm not to gonna, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fist pump. I'm not going to dance for you. I do think there's a couple of – awesome players on the international side that could take advantage of that moment too. Yo-Keen, you know what I mean? Neiman, like Joaquin I Neiman, Sungjae M, Cam Smith, Abraham, Abraham Answer, Hao Tong Lee. Like those are some guys that are like, man, if they step up and have a massive, massive week, like that would be a 
big stage and they could be well we're up against the big com- stars like they the play camaraderie the of the Tour international lot. team is so hard to come like <laughs> overcome <laughs> you know Neiman's like he's 21 yeah oh he's just guys complete won, stud. He's won, like yeah. 4.2 million so is some yeah. jm yeah. is he 22 now no he might be i think he's 21 yeah it's yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm i'm excited talent. i'm excited to watch they're not uh, gonna win those they're not gonna win but it, <laughs> but it, you know it'll be fun to watch them battle the Terminators. All right, we've got a couple other things we need to cover here. Um, They're like Sarah Connor. I don't like how f- <laughs> we. I, I don't. I don't think I'm speaking just for myself. I didn't get to watch any of the Euro Tour this week. John Rahm won five million dollars with the uh, winning the race to Dubai. Five million dollars. First, I'm hearing of this, but that's cool, man. Uh, Rahm. <laughs> sorry, I don't have much more to add on that. We did. I did watch some of the LPGA CME Tour Championship. Today. That was awesome. It full, was awesome. I would expect a full debrief on the trap draw next week. I hope so. Big um, Randy was down there. I know Tron was down there for a few days. They did a great podcast last week with Beth Ann Nichols on the trap draw. They stocked up like four or five of them. Yeah. Talk about a lot of things on the LPGA Tour. This was the biggest purse in LPGA Tour history. So the crazy way to think about it yeah. uh, was that the U.S. Open back in, or U.S. Women's Open back in May? Is that June? Was it June, before? I think. I think it was before the men's. But, okay. Uh, was the first million dollar winner's check in the history of women's golf. Uh, and this <laughs> tournament today, there was a million dollar difference between first and second, which is nuts. Well, they basically awesome. just kind of serve. It's kind of their version of the FedEx cup combining yeah. the, basically into one tournament. The season long yeah. bonus into, which is like, if you make the tour championship, yeah. you can win the biggest prize. Like you yeah. just, all you do is make it there. You don't start. There's no handicapping. There's no gross and net championship. Uh, and Se Young Kim drained a bomb on 18. Charlie Hall birdied the last three holes to get to 17 under. And then Se Young Kim needed to birdie the last to get to 18 and win it. And she drained it. Nellie Korda had a good shot at it. Um, missed, had a couple wayward drives on the uh, on her back nine that cost her. Um, it was it was very entertaining television. Today. Super fun so. to watch. It was fun to see the it was fun to see the difference between like the people who were coming from way behind, like Danielle Kang and Charlie Hall. I'm who, talking about Danielle. Who, yeah, Danielle Kang shot eagled, 65, eagled 16. And, 17, yeah. Uh, Second to last hole. Birdied and 17 and then had a great look at birdie on 18. Hit this like four iron from 190 straight into the wind that like never left the flag. It was awesome. Uh, and just left the putt like a rotation short. But seeing how different it was for those women who were coming from like way behind in the pack and just firing at every flag and just blackout mode. And then seeing uh, Se Young Kim try to like hold on and just like shake that putt in on 17 and then uh finally once she hit the green on 18 she looked a little more freed up and obviously made that putt to avoid the playoff but it was awesome it was fun like i always feel i i do feel like the lpj has a pretty big barrier to entry like it's hard to it's hard to get into it um at first but i every time i do i always feel i don't know rewarded is such a like self-serious word but you always feel uh refreshed yeah Yeah. totally it's like invigorating and that's where like actually sit down and watch it for yeah you know a a continuous stretch of time i just have to assume that most people most of our twitter followers are not tuned into it so like am i when i tweet about it's literally like hey this is what actually just happened like you might want to watch it rather than make like relative commentary on it but i do think it's you know i don't watch it as much as i'd like to but when I do get a chance to, it is it is quite enjoyable. But go uh, tune into the Trap Draw. Make sure you're subscribed to the Trap Draw feed. They're going to have a lot more LPGA stuff. We still have an interview with Jay Marie Green that we need to post at some point. I've, I've delayed it for so long from the KPMG Women's PGA uh, that I haven't forgot about it. But we'll get that posted hopefully this fall. Uh, before we go, let's uh, the new slow play tours on the PGA Tour. This was kind of quiet rollout this week. I feel like it wasn't really... 
Uh, not a lot of attention um, was put on this. Secret list. It's a secret <laughs> list. There's going to be a secret list. <laughs> that, of, is, that is. Leave, leave it to the tour to have like freaks of McCarthyism there. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Denny McCarthyism. It, it is. How do you get on the list? How do you get off the list? Where is the list? Who holds on to this? Is like the briefcase with the nuke? Well, if you don't play fast, the- maybe you're just not a good American. Yeah. Maybe you don't love America as much as we do. There's a secret list of the slowest players for rules officials to pay closer attention to. This is according to Golf Digest. Uh, it will go. It won't be going into effect until after the Masters. Only person on the list, Tian Langguan. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry, bud. Uh, not all the details have been revealed. Uh, Golf Digest has learned a few key aspects, including the tours moving away from a group-based system to one that focuses on individual players. Which I think is, we can salute that's that. That's like a no-brainer. That's, yeah, that's a yeah. Like reading that out loud, I was like, yeah, that seems okay, like something that could have been the addressed. The solution to the problem that was already a very gray area, where there already is a rule in place that is just not enforced, is to make a secret rule. Yeah. <laughs> is, to, is to then make it even less, like more convoluted and keep it a secret and not tell anybody who's like I. I am baffled by this. It's personally. awesome. Yeah, it's, like, it's this just chaos like, theory loves this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. There but, are so many better solutions for slow play than, than a secret yeah, list. It's I, like, I, sure, it's a step in the right direction. But again, the problem is, are they going to enforce it? We don't know. So we'll you're on the out. list. Now you're going to be penalized as an individual. It, Does that mean they're going to actually yeah. enforce it? It feels a little double secret probation. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I guess because now they won't punish the whole group, so... You know, they have more incentive. I just don't think they're going to enforce it. That's the, it's not the rule that's yeah. the issue. It's the enforcement. It does kind of give them like a kind of a safety net or like a, some, sh- some like shield armor basically yeah. to say like, that was a secret list. Like you don't know. We, yeah. It almost makes the whole th- the process oh, well, more secret. Oh, yeah. You know, he was playing slow today, but he's, you know, we can't tell you if we he weren't was on the list. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. We weren't watching him. Yeah. We, didn't have the, we didn't have the tapes yeah. on him. Um, I keep picturing what's it from <laughs> Billy Madison. Steve Buscemi's got the list of people he's going to kill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy the comes off the clock. He gets crossed off. Man, I'm glad I called that yeah. guy. PGA Tour, per the report, is also considering adding two more rules officials at each tournament to monitor shot times more closely. Uh, once a golfer's on the list, he's more likely to be timed by a rules official and would occur a one-stroke penalty for a second bad time during a round. So you're still allowed one. It's not clear exactly how the list will be determined or how players will get off the list. Um, you're allowed 40 seconds to hit a shot starting when it's their play without interference or distraction. After one warning, players are assessed a one-shot penalty for each uh, each following violation. So and the part that the part that's like clearly coming from like a PGA Tour press release is that, that since the impl- implementation of ShotLink in 2006, the Tour uh, has formulated the new approach and that they've charted 10 they've timed 10 million shots. It's like no, you've recorded yeah. 10 million shots and you're kind of loosely using when ShotLink. You know, volunteers have entered those yeah. shots as the you've timed two thousand. If you modeled it out off of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. if you if you've timed ten million shots and you're just now implementing this policy, that's also an issue. That's but very anyways, thorough. it's very thorough. Um, Never forget, also, you know, I know we bring it up a lot, but the uh, the golf digest quote about Slugger White yeah. saying that it could mean kids don't get to go to college if they hand out slow play penalties. So just remember what's at stake. What's is at all stake here? It's big. Yeah. I, I just, well, I mean, the. There's, I feel like, more practical ways to solve slow play. Like, what if, like, when guys are getting a ruling or something, like the other guy, or you, you can hit if you're in front of the guy. Like, do you guys, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, the order I still of just stuff? think, like, like the, the, I, I actually, I, I like what is going on here, right? Because 
still so much of the slow play problems are going to exist and are not going to be addressed, right? There's going to be bad traffic on Thursday and Fridays on golf courses. Like there's just nowhere to go for groups to go. But the people that are slowing down the individual people within your group, like what happened with Bryson gets with and JT and Fleetwood this year gets addressed with this, right? It's like, no, you can't just because your group's behind doesn't mean you can be the one. I'm sorry. Just because your group's not behind doesn't mean you can stall out right. over a shot and what could negatively affect your playing partners. Like no longer can you do that. Yeah. No, which, I think the individual timing makes all the sense. Yes. Yeah. Which you're not, again, you're not, this isn't going to mean that the uh, play, pace of play is going to be much faster on tour. It's not going to, that what needs to change there is like golf courses would have to be shorter. Greens would have to be slower. Pins would have to be easier. Uh, they'd have to implement gimme rules, which, cause it's just putting just takes too damn long. And that's, that's kind of what, what kind of drags down a whole a whole tour? So I think it is a step in the right direction. I agree with you that I don't I don't think it's gonna we're gonna see a lot of effect. How do you feel about the secret list? I do think they should leak they should leak the list. <laughs> That's great for content. Yeah. Well, if the if the list is leaked, release which, the list. If I was that, the tour, that might be a new hashtag, they can't, Of course, the tour the can't like put it on their website. Yeah. But they should leak it. Yeah. If you want to leak it, t- send it to. Uh, here's another plug for the Nest at No Laying. Yeah. <laughs> nest at NoLayingUp.com, I believe, is a working email, right? Which we should yes, add. So if anyone wants to leak the list, yeah. Nest at, at NoLayingUp.com. If you ever wanted to hear what was bleeped out of the Justin Huber, Matt Kuchar story <laughs> on the podcast last year, it is on the first Nest podcast. If you, it is. You join the Nest, you will hear it. Hear the full story on there. Release the list. Yes. Release the list. That's we should make it. release the list shirts. These are. <laughs> <laughs> we should make release the list shirts so that I have people wear them to events. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Well, no, no, I'm not telling them to get in front of the TV camera. Yeah, they they stand wherever they want to stand. <laughs> but if you had release the list T-shirts pop it up on all the telecasts, like that. Come on, we're not doing that. So, no, right. I'm not saying we're not doing. I'm that. not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we should sell the shirts. People do with it. We what don't they stand want. for ambush marketing. Around no, here. I know. I know. I agree. All right, let's wrap it at that. Um, hold on, hold on. I <laughs> I have one more question okay. from, uh, and I can't find who sent it to Twitter, but it was this was from NG Shoe. No, no, it was asking. He wants to know. It was asking. Hey, Zar, burning question. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> Actually addressed to Tron, and he told me I could act as his proxy. Uh, it was, can we get an update on the LPCP? Like, who's LPCP? So we in the car, coming back from Streamsong, we went through, like, the top 30. And he was like, you know what? LPCP might be dead. Like, everybody's Everybody has pretty bomb. solid. But he's like, I got a real problem with the bomb and gouge boys. Your boy, Lanto Griffin, singled out specifically. Says he's bringing nothing to the table. <laughs> the guy just... Blows it right off the tee. He doesn't play golf. He just hits it really far. He's got a real problem with him. I bomb, bomb and gouge might be the new LPCP. Yeah, I, bomb I, and I gouge. Really like that. Too. Yeah, that's that LP, was LPCP is kind of in don't, now. Tron it, using a proxy for this makes a lot of hey, sense. Hey, don't kill the messenger. Like, Tron, I, Tron, I told Tron that I, I I've been. His um, arguments are so easy to poke holes in that he doesn't even I've show up to, to speak on behalf of PC. <laughs> but what say you? I'll give you the last word. That's your boy. I'm not responding to that. I'm not even coming close to responding to that. You don't want to come to the table. I. He's not at the table. Well, Tron's listen, not I mean, listen, I speak no, for Tron. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work I, that way. I, I, speak, I'm, I speak for Tron. The fact that Tron sent off a text about Lanto Griffin after his guy won the FedEx Cup says all I need to know about how far in, in your as heads I am about the FedEx Cup. Well, how, I mean, I'll give you, you the last think, word. Do you think Bomb and Gouge is like, I mean, Cam Champ would be another example of like, you can just basically miss every cut and then just get hot one week, win, and then just go away and like, Run away with your ball, and well, this is now we're now we're great formula for getting into some topics and of uh, of worthwhile time here. 
now, now, now you're, you're asking, now the, questions, you're asking the right questions <laughs> on DJ. part two of this podcast <laughs> out on Thanksgiving Day. Gosh, I'm trying to think of who who does who is LPCP. I think LPCP is kind of trendy now. I think I write like Brendan Todd. Yeah, he's kind of LPCP. LPCP. But I, like that's the, they're the underdogs was now. Tron's yeah. take, kind of root for them. Yeah. Was Tron's take that Lanto Griffin is inaccurate at driving the golf ball? His take was he's that 30th on tour this year <laughs> in driving accuracy. No, his take that's was pretty that he good because he's 26th he in distance. Just, I just looked it up. He has no. Hmm. Hmm. He has like no strategy to the course. Does the emperor have no clothes here? How does he, how does Tron know what Lanto Griffin's <laughs> strategy Listen, is on the golf course? And, and he's got. Does he know, go out there and, and chart his rounds shot by shot? Listen, does he maybe, follow actually, shot you know, maybe maybe around? Tron should be here. To do you yeah, like no, being his proxy? Yeah, anymore? no wonder he wheels you, you in as his proxy. Do you see why? Hold he on, did hold this? on. I actually wrote down some notes. I yeah. wrote down a couple things he, he he said specifically. He said. <laughs> It's no. This is the direct quote from PC. <laughs> it's tough to describe how little I respect Lanto Griffin's golf game. Hits it far, but doesn't play golf. What, bails out. I never know what is, that means. Bails out and is so sloppy, but, but gets away with it. Has he ever watched him play <laughs> I, I a round of golf? Not one. Yeah. LPCP might be dead. It's the bomb and gouge fake golfers that are the problem. Cam Champ and Lanto Griffin specifically. Tell him I said that. I feel like Tron's been in like uh, he's been in one of those like wilderness retreats. I told bugs. him. I told him at Stream Song he's lost his fastball. He's gonna be good. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just haven't been throwing it. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's gonna come out swinging. This I think it's like would... when Rick Vaughn came out in Major League Two yes. with like the, with the business suit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got humiliator line to left another base hit. Eliminator. Say this feels like a really high fastball that just gets turned on. I <laughs> can <laughs> just out to fucking Waveland Avenue. That, that one, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's a strike like, he's Damn, throwing PC, there. I that, think you've lost your fastball. Like, no, I just haven't thrown it. Man. Yeah, I, we can dig into the numbers more, but Lanto's been pretty freaking good. Yeah, <laughs> so, so good. Good job, but, good effort. But TC, I think he's he's one. He's allowed to to have little respect for someone's golf game. Of course, but it should two, be rooted and, in something. Two, yeah. <laughs> and two it should, bomb, be, should be true. No, bomb and gouge is. Not as yeah, much no, fun I, to watch. Uh, yeah, I think we can all I, agree but on But how about this? Bomb and gouge in person, like when you're at the tournament, it's kind of sick. When you watch dudes hit it like really far. Yeah. But on TV, it's not fun to watch. That was I, I was talking to somebody in the media center that I'll uh, keep their name out of it. But like, you know, if uh, if everybody's so obsessed with watching people hit it far, like why do they build the grandstands up by the green, not by the tee? It's like, oh, that's a pretty good line. Now, that's a pretty good line. Now you're asking yeah. the right questions. I think people like to see shop making and Well, I think part creativity. of the problem with bomb and gouge is that there's not, it's not really bombing and gouging because these guys can hit it so damn straight that like. Some of them. Most, almost most all of, of them. Most of them. The, the ones that, that really, are relevant. The, the really good ones. Yeah. The ones yeah. that are relevant. That takes yes. the strategy out of the. Yes. Out of each course. So what are they supposed to just not do it? Well, yeah. Whoever was, I forget. If, yeah, I forget where we were even talking about that. Was that on the podcast? Uh, maybe the U and KVV podcast or something. But uh, yeah. it's like, dude, they're they're playing the game within you know that they're asked to be played. Like yeah. they figured out the best way to play. It. Goidos was talking. Or Goidos about was that. talking yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, you can't you can't blame like change the game or change the ball or what like whatever. Yeah. It's not the player's fault. Yeah, like they're basically every number every you want to get back to stats, uh, Mister Disruptive, like. Everything has tell them like hit it as far as you fucking can, and you're gonna play better. TC's got a problem with that. Yeah, it's like, dude, can <laughs> he'd write, rather finish fourth in the FedEx Cup with pride. Write your win. local congressman, I guess. It's not really like the players' fault. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, shout let's out wrap to TC for that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear more takes. Uh, that one, I don't. It's not. It's not great. I, no one loves getting on board with TC's takes more than me. That's a hard one to get behind. 
But well, I mean, it, but it, it, he, preliminary. Maybe he knows something I don't. When we were asked to to evaluate LPCP, I mean, it's tough to find right now. It's because it's kind of tough to find somebody that's. I mean, LPCP was originally Kucher, who was basically getting lax. Pop can't play for if yes, we didn't spell like that out. not getting the. It's just kind of like laying up, basically. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who even is LPCP in like the top fifty in the world. Webb, I guess. Yeah, Webb is definitely LPCP. Web, Web, no, Webb's a cold button killer. Webb's he's good, but yeah. he lacks pop. But, but he's game. super good. But that's what I'm saying. It's like almost like more impressive now. Mm. You know, like I, I think I'm, he's sneaky. Got pop. God, Webb's yeah, a LPC, LP, LPCP is like boomerang. It's like far, like a little further than you might think. I don't know. Uh, about, I think he hits it shorter than you might think. Well, maybe, but he hits it really, really freaking good. Let's tune into the next episode where we just <laughs> Google stats in real time. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it at that. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything.